Ready? <laughs> Welcome to the Dual Citizen Podcast. Ready? Welcome to the Dual Citizen Podcast. One, two, three. Welcome, Welcome to the Dual Citizen Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Citizen Podcast, where our mission is to help you realize your influence, understand your civic responsibility, and reflect Christ in your community. My name is Anna-Claire Noblet, and I am typically our host, but today we have a guest host, Renee Jones, who you've heard from on our Q&A sessions, and she is going to interview a very special guest named Christina Britt, who is the founder of Soul, which is a ministry that connects students with community needs in Athens, Georgia. On season three, we have been talking about these nonprofit leaders um, and talking with them, hearing their stories, because really nonprofits and community ministries are so encouraging and they offer so much inspiration and hope. This story is really unique and I hope it will challenge you to think about the opportunities that are right around you and your community and ways that you could unite people around you to meet those needs. Thanks so much for joining us. Here is the conversation. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dual Citizen Podcast. My name is Renee Jones, and I'm one of the content coordinators here on Dual Citizen. And so for today's episode, we have something a little different. We're here to talk about an organization in Athens, Georgia, where the University of Georgia is. Go dogs! And today I'm here with uh, Miss Christina Britt, the founder of this nonprofit called Soul, which stands for Serving Others um, Unconditional Love, which is a ministry that connects students with community needs and local nonprofits in Athens. So, Christina, I'd love if you could just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about Soul. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Renee, and I'm overjoyed to be here. My name is Christina Britt, and Soul stands for Serving Others Unconditional Love, as Renee just said. Really the heartbeat of soul is building relationships through service. So rather than a transaction type of service, we really aim and pray to have an interaction type of service, really connecting with and getting to know those that we serve. Um, Soul was started in April of 2017, the end of my freshman year. And it really has just been surreal to witness the Lord take soul and amplify such a small seed, a humble seed of an idea and really just build it for his kingdom. And just all of the various transformations of soul and just how faithful the Lord has been and how in favor of soul he is. So I'm honored to be here today and so, so excited. Thank you, Renee. Thank you. Um, this is actually crazy because this is like my world's colliding <laughs> in one podcast. I currently help work on um, one of the squads of soul called the Hope Squad. Um, my good friends Morgan Elizabeth and Austin serve on that squad and they um, really reached out to me and we're like, hey, Renee, we're doing this awesome thing with this local nonprofit. You should come check it out. And so it's really neat to see um, to see my two worlds combining today. Um, but Christina, could you go ahead and just explain the structure of Soul? I think it's a little different compared to your average um, nonprofit or service club at a campus. Absolutely. So Soul definitely is built on community. That's something that we emphasize a lot within Soul. So really getting to know those that we serve and those that we serve with. And one of the ways that we do that in Soul is by having five different Soul squads within Soul. So different little mini families within the big Soul family. And each of those Soul squads serves a different organization in Athens. 
So whether it's Sparrow's Nest, Homeless Shelter, or if it's City of Hope, like Renee was just talking about, um, or if it's, you know, a, a different nonprofit such as uh, Arbor Terrace Retirement Home, really just getting to know those that you serve with and having time to dive into scripture with your soul squad to then serve the community together and just be fired up together, really knowing each other to get to know those that you're serving as well and, and be consistent in the lives of those that we serve. Wow, that's, that's awesome. It's really neat. I'll say just from a member standpoint to go to a community or go to a meeting and then you see all these other squads that you haven't realized have been serving at the same time as you in different other parts of Athens has been really cool just um, from my small perspective to see. Um, could you go in a little bit about your story of realizing your influence and discovering opportunities in your community? Absolutely. And I mean, love that you'll ask about my influence. Uh, I definitely think that everything within soul has just truly been the Lord, both the Lord's obedience to a T. I've just been overwhelmed um, by how faithful he has been. And I will repeat that over and over. Um, but ultimately just realizing that if the Lord invites us into something, he is in favor of it. And the Lord made starting soul so clear to me from the get go, as I said, April of my freshman year in 2017, he made it so clear that he really wanted there to be a bridge between students and the community um, and really saw that there was a gap in connecting faith and service. And of course, it's so evident in scripture that we are called to live a life of service and you know, called to serve and love our neighbors. That's repeated throughout scripture, but specifically just think of James 2.26 that says, as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good deeds. And I just remember that verse repeating on my heart when the Lord made it clear to me to start soul and uh, recognizing that through him, our influence is absolutely infectious and a life of service is contagious and infectious. And, uh, you know, I had personally fallen in love with service through a ministry called Rattle, which is an organization located in Atlanta that exists at transition shelters for ladies and children transitioning out of homelessness. And they really have a mission of being with those we serve. So an aligning heart with soul um, and through recognizing that influence at Rattle, I really wanted to make that influence evident in Athens and invite people into this life of service, especially college students who, you know, college students are so busy, their lives are so demanding. And I think it takes intentionality to really interrupt that rhythm and have this consistent life of service, which is so much, so much better with community. Wow, that's awesome. And that's crazy that you said it was in 2017. So you were a freshman. How, how did that feel like starting something like this as a freshman? <laughs> Terrifying, but so, so exciting. Um, I remember the first soul meeting, there were maybe 30 people there and I was over the moon. I mean, absolutely over the moon because that was 30 people that wanted to consistently serve the Athens community for Jesus, um, which is such a niche, such a specific calling. Uh, but yeah, to answer that, it was, it was certainly intimidating, but the Lord just made his hand on it so evident. And, you know, that's not to say that soul hasn't had such a journey. And there's been so many times that it's been discouraging, to be honest. And, you know, specifically my sophomore year, the year after starting soul, I remember just crying so many times to the Lord, Lord, why did you call me to start an organization? There's so many organizations in Athens. 
why couldn't I have just joined an organization? It would have been so much easier, so much simpler. I would be sleeping a lot more. Um, but he never failed to answer that question. And he continues to answer that question and um, redeem, redeem me when I continue to stray from soul's plan um, that he has for soul and try to make it the plan that I have for soul. Um, so, you know, he's got it. He's got a way of that, whether we're, we're way too small to mess up his plan. <laughs> I love that. I, wow. I love that. And it's crazy too, how, um, I just, could you explain maybe a little bit how many, just for people who don't aren't aware of soul, just how many people are involved in the organization today? I know it's a little different with COVID, but just how much the Lord has like grown it. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I actually specifically love that question, Renee, because I have such a humorous answer to it. So I said the first meeting with Soul, there were about 30 people. Very quickly within the first year, over 350 people signed up for Soul. Mm -hmm. And I will be so honest and say that Soul was at its absolute unhealthiest when it was at its biggest. And I think that was because we focused so much on the quantity over the quality and we got bigger before we got better. Um, and of course, you know, numbers can be a way that the Lord shows his favor. But with that being said, we were straying from our mission when we were so big. Um, we weren't being consistent. There were people that would just sign up for a random event a month and then, you know, check out the next place. And it was just kind of this fluctuating what goes with your schedule, serve when it's convenient for you type of vibe. And that is not what the Lord wanted. He was so clear that he wanted, you know, he wanted us to inconvenience ourselves. I think he really honors a life of service that is inconveniencing ourselves and going out of our way to love our neighbors and, you know, carving it out in our schedule being intentional about serving our neighbors. Um, so real quickly, that's one core example of how the Lord redeemed soul. And, you know, I had my little human way of thinking that soul was best if it was biggest. And mm -hmm. the, Lord, the Lord made it so clear that that was not the case. And it was actually at a sparrow's nest cookout that a man that we were serving a meal to asked me what soul's mission was. And, you know, I was kind of stopped in my tracks and, and answered, you know, it's to build relationships through service to really get to know those that were serving to have a meal, break bread together. And he laughed at me and he told me that it was a different group of people every time we came. And, you know, I want to humbly share that story because I think it's easy to get caught up in our plans and, you know, a clear message that the Lord spoke to our heart that we can begin to tweak and the enemy can kind of get in the way with different distractions, such as numbers. Um, and, you know, it, it strays. It eventually just slowly but surely strays. So I remember going back home that night and just sobbing in my bed another time, sobbing to the Lord and, you know, just asking him, Lord, how can, how can we bring soul back to what you wanted? How can we honor you through soul and make it the desire that you've made clear to build relationships through service? And that is actually when we started having soul squads. Um, so I remember we cut back to about 150 people in soul through applications that following year. And I would confidently say that soul is really at its healthiest since then with around 150 members. And, you know, those soul squads that as I said, get to know each other and have that good intertwined community together to have community with those they serve. Oh, that's, well, I really like that point you made about um, 
quality over quantity. Because I do think, especially in the culture of America today, it is easy to get caught up in um, just efficiency. And normally we see efficiency in, you know, efficiency in numbers and how many people we have, but that's not how the Lord sees it at all, which is absolutely, absolutely mind-blowing. But um, what are some of, what are some of the biggest, um, go, I guess going back into, you talked a little bit about this, but how has, what have, have what are, have been the other challenges um, leading soul or um, anything you can think of this year with COVID, especially that have had to change or rework some things? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I have graduated from UGA and no longer get the front row of witnessing soul thriving in action anymore. However, I know that, you know, COVID has forced some creativity with service and, you know, so grateful for people like you who continue to serve with soul in ways that are safe with COVID um, and continue to just listen to the Lord's calling in that and recognize that, you know, we're not, we're not called to be lazy. And I know it's a strange time, but the Lord doesn't want us to be fearful and he wants us to be creative in how we serve. Um, but with that being said, I know that COVID has been, has, has demanded a lot of creativity with how soul serves and how soul meets um, and, you know, how that can be consistently lived out. Um, but with that being said, I think it's easy to get discouraged when there's, again, not as many people at an event or not as many people that can be safely served, but it's also so evident in scripture to continue to be enthusiastic in service. And we know that nothing that we do for the Lord is ever useless. So I ultimately just pray over those that are serving with soul now that they can really ring that true in their hearts, that they can know that even the small ways that absolutely nothing for the kingdom is ever useless. And the Lord takes those small acts of obedience and he amplifies them. And um, you know, we're called to plant seeds and the Lord waters them and provides the sunshine and absolutely everything else. We're just called to plant those seeds. So every single act of service, every single way that we humble ourselves for our neighbors, that's in the Lord's hands. And he takes that beyond what we can see. I love that. That's really cool. And I just, I know from this year, just the little time I've been on soul, I do know the squad, some of the squad leaders had to find alternate they really did have to be creative um and use some gifts of creativity to find another um, area to um, work for for example i know the arbor terrace retirement community they've been doing a lot of stuff with hope squad because you know right now they can't go into the retirement communities to protect um the elderly people so i don't know that's been kind of cool to see yeah. kind of a joint squad um collab collaboration if you will absolutely <laughs> yeah. really neat um to see that personally um yeah. and what do you think about soul and just really about like what is so special in your perspective about christians serving their neighbors compared to maybe other service groups that aren't focused or don't have um the lord in their mission oh my gosh yes and absolutely love, love, love this question. I think the first verse in scripture that comes to my mind when you ask that, and excuse me in advance if I get choked up because this verse just gets me, but is Hebrews 13 two, which says, don't forget to show love to your neighbor for by doing so you might be entertaining angels unaware. And 
I think there's just been so many times within soul that I have witnessed that anyone serving has witnessed that there are actually angels in disguise and those that we serve, I'm very confident, strange perspective, but can actually be angels in disguise, um, which I think speaks to the heartbeat of the Christian perspective of service and recognizing that, you know, the Lord is evident in every single person that we serve. And I think service is amiss if we don't see the impact on both sides, the impact from the person serving and the person being served. And if there isn't an opportunity to see Jesus in one another, um, I think, I think we're missing something in service. Um, so that really is the heartbeat of soul is, can you see this neighbor that you're serving? Can you see your brother? Can you see your sister as an image of Jesus, as an image of Christ and truly love them with that unconditional love and, you know, recognize the brokenness in you um, more than you recognize the brokenness in your neighbor and also the, the beauty in yourself and your neighbor and, you know, Jesus's heartbeat within you, um, within your neighbor. I think recognizing that we're all so much more similar than we think and you know, there's so there's just such pure unity in the body of Christ when we come together in service and see each other as children of the Lord um, and nothing more, nothing less than that, because ultimately that is our identity. So I think that perspective is very evident within soul and within the type of service that really aims to see a neighbor and to give unconditional love, you know, the, the agape love that Christ gives us truly unconditional love. Wow. I think that's wow that, that wow you said that so so you put that so well and I agree with that so much and it's just that is such a life lesson and I think it's so great to be learning those things um as a 18 19 20 21 year old Absolutely. I just wow I just really think that definitely will impact like the rest of your life that's Absolutely. awesome Absolutely I think it changes the way you see day to day you know ministry isn't just for those serving in soul, it's not just the, the Tuesday or the Friday that you serve. It's you fall in love with that type of service and that perspective of the world. And you carry that into your Wednesdays, your Thursdays, your Saturdays, your Sundays, and mm -hmm. you have eyes, you have the eyes of Christ. I think soul serves as a flame for that, but that should carry over into a fire every day. Speaking of like just changing perspectives and just seeing, I think it's so interesting because um, I've just noticed like serving with soul, it's just crazy how living in a college town, there's the Athens of UGA and then there's just this completely different other Athens that as a student, most of the time you're doing your normal student things, you just don't see at all. And so what changed I guess your perspective on not only ministry and poverty, but I guess Athens as well, like before and after um, doing, being involved with mm. soul. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. And, you know, kind of as I was just saying, I think it's one, I mean, my heart just beats for Athens. I absolutely love Athens. Renee, we were talking about that a little bit ago, but um, Athens is really, really a special place and really offers such phenomenal community. But I think through witnessing soul thrive and flourish in Athens, I've been in awe of the college students at UGA that want to intentionally carve out serving others and loving others into their schedule and the demand. And I mean, to be honest, Athens is a little bit more of a fast paced community, but given that interrupting of the rhythm and carving out of schedules, um, I think 
it's really been wild to witness how the Lord honors that and, you know, slowing down of the pace, how Jesus wants to be seen and wants to kind of stop the AirPods in the ears and, you know, this class to this class to this meeting and, you know, the demands of various organizations and such, and, you know, make it more of a ministry field. And that can be in your classes that can be in those organizations that can be in Seoul or serving the community. But, um, you know, Athens has just such a diverse and unique community that really desires to come together. And I think there should be more opportunities for that. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I don't know, like we're, we're trying to help change Athens, but ultimately the Lord is changing us through the yes. process. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Is there, is there anything that comes to mind um, about just the future for soul or your, the impact of soul that the Lord has used on your life in general? Absolutely. Um, so in terms of the future of soul, I'm giddy to witness what the Lord has in store for Seoul as Seoul continues to go to other campuses. And because Seoul reached nonprofit status, we are able to go to other campuses and just very open arms to, you know, where the Lord wants Seoul. And I think I've been reading a book recently called Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. And it really talks about how as humans, we have these dreams, we have these, you know, visions, these goals, and we want to ignite our dreams and then invite the Lord into it, but kind of shattering that model and inviting the Lord into where he wants to lead and then being obedient to where he calls us to be. So I think that's kind of the, you know, heartbeat of where soul should be next is Lord, where do you want soul? And he will open those doors and be obedient. And, you know, he will equip soul's leadership to take soul to the next place. Um, so just curious, honestly, and just so trust that it's in his timing and he has been so faithful to soul to the T when I have goofed so many times, you know, when leadership we've, we've all, you know, we've all been silly and the Lord just continues to redeem and restore us. And I'm just grateful that, you know, he's so much, so much greater and so much wiser and that he's in favor of soul. Um, so all that to say, I'm curious of the future of soul. If anyone listening to this podcast feels called to start soul on your campus, feel free to reach out. Would absolutely love to chat, um, but just open arms. And in terms of you asked how soul has just shifted me, um, goodness gracious, soul just continues to humble me. If I had to put it into a phrase, I would just say I've been so humbled through soul. And that means through serving and through, you know, making new friends and also through witnessing his, his faithfulness and my lack of obedience and how he just laughs at me and just continues to love me through it. Um, just continue to be humbled and grateful for, you know, for him and his, his smile at soul. This is just, wow. This has just been so inspiring, honestly, this, um, this conversation. And I just want to thank you so much, Christina, for, um, being able to come and share um, your story with soul and soul story and how the Lord has just moved so much in your life. And um, yes, just um, we hope this message um, was inspiring and encouraging for you all today. And um, 
just be sure to follow Soul as well on Instagram um, just to keep going with their ongoing story of influence and just we're so excited to see um, more of what the Lord has in, has in store for Soul. Um, Christina, is there anything you want to add? Nothing I can think of. Just so grateful for you and have absolutely loved this. I feel my heart in my chest. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. What an inspiring conversation. Wow. Thank you so much to Renee and just our entire dual citizen team for making conversations like this possible. I'm so thankful. And I think I'm really, really just dwelling on what they talked about of we have so much in common and in our divisive culture it really is radical to live in a way that focuses on what we can share in our communities rather than what divides us i am really really impacted by this and i hope um, to just keep following along with soul's ministry you can follow at serving soul on instagram and also don't forget to follow the dual citizen share it with friends and family maybe even leave us a review Um, and check out more resources on anchoredpassion.com as well. So this has been an incredible season three. We have filled it with answering your questions, trying to tackle some of those amazing questions that y'all have been submitting on Instagram, as well as just hearing from incredibly inspiring nonprofit leaders from all around the country. So if you haven't listened to all of them, go back to all of the Realize Your Influence episodes and also stay tuned for what's to come. Thanks for making this such a successful season. We are really, really thankful for each of you. Have a great day.